This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, pastor here at Radio Missions, where the gospel goes out on a regular basis all over this nation, even somewhere around the world over the Internet. And we're just happy to be back with you at this time. I want to mention Pastor L.R. Shelton was a founder and a pastor of this church for many, many years, First Baptist Church of Algiers there in New Orleans, and went home to be with the Lord many years ago. But he had a, a, a full repertoire of of uh, messages that he brought and in print. We have about 300 titles of messages that he brought, and I have a title list of all of those messages, almost on every subject in the Bible. And I'll be glad we have them in print and booklet form. If you like to give out good soundtracks, we'd be glad to furnish them for you. And also, we have them on CD for a small cost, very small cost. And if you like, I'll send you a title list of them. You can pick and choose which ones you'd like. I believe you'd find something that you're interested in. And then he was the, all, uh, the original trailblazer. He liked to go out into the mission places. He wanted to go to Brazil at one time, but he never did get to go. But he uh, ha- had to give up the trailblazer back when things got so busy he couldn't do it all. Later on, I came became the pastor there, and I picked up the broadcast. And I think it's very important. Look, 15-minute broadcast. Uh, every day and we're on over about 100 stations now so we have folks all over the country that's the reason i mentioned if you the first time you heard us let us let us hear from you if you if you like what we preach or don't like it let me know i'll be glad to talk with you and i know everybody's not happy with what the old trailblazer says but i'm bringing you thus saith the lord chapter and verse now we're looking at satan the antichrist and his 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 way of dealing if your life is consists of experiences and visions and dreams and all that's all you talk about because that's all you know, that's a manifestation of the Antichrist. If you led to put your life and money in fraternal orders and civic clubs and exclusive of everything else, and if your life is manifested in that direction, and that's all you have because that's all you know, and if you led put your whole life into your business then, that's all you talk about. You dream about it, you eat it, you sleep it, and that's all you know. Listen, that's right. But what the Holy Spirit has brought you as a poor, lost, hell-deserving sinner in the dust of repentance, and there reveal Christ to your benighted heart as one who died in your place. And there he became your substitute, your Lord, your Savior, your Redeemer. Then, then you're magnifying Christ. You're talking about Christ. And he causes that you to know who you are. He causes you to think that you, who, who, that you know. Everything else pales into insignificance. Then as, you're, as, as you go down life's pathway as a stranger and a pilgrim, you will magnify the person of Christ. You will magnify the work of Christ on the cross in his death as your redeemer. You will magnify the Son of God in his resurrection as your justifier. You will be talking about the Lord, waiting for him, the Son of God, to return from heaven. That's a, What is your hope this morning, my friend? Is your hope, are you waiting for the Lord to return for you? I often conduct funerals and uh, here and there and yonder all over the country, and I remember one time in New Orleans, they had those great big old cemeteries down there, and I was conducting a funeral on Saturday morning. And over there on the other side, they had five backhoes digging graves, opening up graves, five backhoes. You know what those things are. And we were over there in the, kind of in the, in the shadow of a big old tree, and I could see them digging. And I mentioned to our folks there about the coming of our Lord. I said, one day 
the Lord's coming back, and they'll hear a shout. I don't know if it'll be on Sunday morning or Sunday night or Wednesday or whatever. I don't know. That's not important. But that shout will come, and the Lord will return for his own. And it says the graves will be open, and those will go to meet the Lord in the air. Then we'll be caught up, those of us who are alive. And I said, when that shout comes and those graves begin to open up, the dirt begins to fly off of those old graves and them old big old mausoleum, old tombs, the doors begin to fly open. Those five backhoe diggers, they'll run for the bushes like a cotton to the broom sage. Oh, man, I, can you imagine that sight? I can. I can just see them heading for the bushes. But anyhow, that's the way it's going to be in my own imagination. I believe it will. But listen, then, then when you come to the end of life, you say goodbye. Goodbye. Listen to your friends. You can, you can say, I want to meet you on the other side. We have a song, Meet Me on the Other Side. And then we have another song we play, Beulah Land. Oh, my friend, it's all well with your soul. You know the Lord. But if you're taken up with everything else, if you're taken up with your business, you leave it behind. Listen, go to hell for your trouble. And listen, in other words, your whole life will be centered around Christ if you know the Lord and his work of redemption. But listen, now, my friend, there's a difference between your spirit and the Antichrist spirit. And you can test, you can test every man's ministry on that one point. That's the testing ground. That's the divide. Now, you can call me crazy. Folks do. They call me a lot of things. You can, you can, and uh, in the spirit of Christ, listen, testing ground. Now, you can call me crazy, as I said. Call me ignorant. Call me old speckled bird. Call me a fool if you want to, but let me be a fool for Christ's sake. Some folks call me a screwball, but will you, well, listen, listen. What was what, what about eternity? Oh, my friend. And let me tell you, let me tell you something, my friend. Is the Son of God, that is, deity, is, is Son of God uh, your hope, my friend? We're going to get back to it. The only thing that will stand at the judgment bar of God is to be redeemed by the blood of God, by the Son of God. Oh, we sing that song, Redeemed, how I love to proclaim it. I like to read that story, and I preach on it quite a bit, how those uh, uh, Hebrew children were delivered out of the land of Egypt there under Pharaoh's cruelty. And uh, the Lord told Moses, have them, put a, have them catch up a lamb on a certain day and certain day kill it and put the blood in a, in a basin and sprinkle it on the doorpost. And uh, on a certain day, the, the, uh, the, the Lord's going to come through and stand over every door. Take that, take that blow that's designed to kill every firstborn. You know that story. Would you do? Would you go there and read it? And then they carried them through the Red Sea on dry foot. I have people tell me, "Oh, that Red Sea was about knee deep," is all it was. But no, sir, they went across on dry feet. Now the question I face you with at this time: Do you know the Lord? I haven't. I've been remiss in not asking you. Are you saved? Can you look up in the starry skies and say, "Thank you, Lord"? I'm talking about. By yourself, out there on the back porch, by yourself. You know, folks don't want to be by themselves. No, folks don't want to be by themselves. They, they, their conscience bothers them so much. But let me ask you that question. Do you know the Lord? Can you go back to the time when the Holy Spirit opened your heart and let you see that, that you were a lost sinner? I can. I can do that, my friend. But I hope you can, too. But listen, 
Can you go back to the time when you took your place as a lost sinner before God and cried for mercy? Have you ever asked for mercy, my friend? If not, then you're not saved. Do you know Christ? Do you? Maybe you've never heard that before. Do you you know the Lord? Can you say this morning, I know him. I know whom I have believed, Apostle Paul said, and I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that which I have committed against that day. What day? That day of when the Lord returned. A fellow was arguing with me one day about election, and I turned to him and asked, Do you know the Lord? He said, I hope I do. I'll declare to my goodness. Oh, listen. He, he, had, he had not made his calling an election sure. He said, he said I hope I do. He, uh, and I've asked folks that, and they say, I believe I'm saved. Uh, aren't, aren't I saved? Am I not saved? He didn't know Christ, and yet he was arguing about election. Now, as a result of the Antichrist spirit dominating the present-day ministry and present-day religion, we've lost the presence of Christ in our churches. Folks are not talking about Christ in our churches today. The average pulpit talks very little about Christ. That group of men gathered in front of the church this morning will have practically nothing to say about Christ. No, they'll be puffing on a cigarette or on a chew of tobacco or something like that. The Bible class assembling this morning uh, will have little to say about the Christ. If anything, at the pastor's conference tomorrow or next day, how much time will, will, will be given to sit and talk about the Lord and dying for sinners? We've lost his presence, my friend. We've lost his presence. Let's be honest. Let's be sincere. Do you know anyone that's praising the Lord? Do you have, uh, let me ask you this, do you have prayer meeting at your church on Sunday afternoon or Wednesday night? Do you? We do here. Folks stand up and tell how the Lord saved them. Then folks stand up and tell them, tell the pastor, tell the prayer, prayer leader that they want to be saved. Let me tell you this little story. This young boy had a class of boys, seven, eight, nine years old, Sunday school teacher, and he was teaching the Bible to the kids. And uh, so one day he asked them, said, boys, let me ask y'all something. Do y'all know anything that God can't see? That's a good question. And they all looked puzzled and looking around each other, scratching their head. And the little old raggedy boy back on the back row held up his little old scrawny arm, and he said, Mr. Teacher, I know the answer to that question. He can't see my sins. They under the blood. Can you answer that question, my friend? Do you know anything the Lord can't see? We have a song by Dr. Roloff that we play once in a while, old records, mighty old. And he sings a song, The Blood Goes Deeper Than the Stain. Can you sing that song, my friend? The Blood Goes Deeper Than the Stain. Oh, listen, listen, my friend. As a result of losing the presence of Christ, we have lost Holy Spirit conviction. The spirit of the Antichrist is predominating, is, is dominating. And the Holy Spirit conviction is an ancient mystery. The average preacher does not know what to do with a sinner under Holy Spirit conviction. No, he doesn't. No, no, he doesn't. He's mystified, confused. And he has to dismiss it or something unwholesome and embarrassing. But Holy Spirit conviction is the most embarrassing thing that ever happens to an individual. Having lost Holy Spirit conviction, we have lost repentance. Listen, and there can be no repentance apart from the presence of the Lord. God in the church, and there there can be no repentance. 
There can't, no, listen, if the Lord not there. If the Lord walks the aisles, there will be conviction. Men who thought that they had uh, on the wedding garment will see that they, they don't have it, my friend. We, men who thought that they had on the wedding garment will see that they don't. But if he is not there, they will not come. The Holy Spirit about relegated the Holy Spirit to the background, my friend. What church do you know of that they have a prayer meeting on Sunday night? Folks stand up and say, Pastor, I want to be saved. Pastor, I want to be saved. Make the preacher run, jump in the bull, in the, in the baptistry pool. He'd be so excited. He won't know what to do with that poor soul. But the old trailblazer will be back tomorrow at this same time. I'm always here, God willing. And uh, I asked you to pray for me. If you know the Lord, will you pray for me? The Scripture says pray one for another. And then we always invite you to call them and hear from me, tell me where you're listening from, and help me with the broadcast just a little if you can. You know we never get on here and cry and beg for money. We don't do that. The Lord has been faithful. We've been broadcasting for 80, 80 years, my friend. We never missed a Sunday, never missed a payday. And getting our radio, I tell the radio stations that carry our broadcast, we don't pay much, but we pay right on time. And I told somebody the other day, do you know at Baptist Church anywhere that don't owe anything? With this, this church don't owe anybody a nickel except our light bill and phone bill and some of those things. But the old trailblazer is thankful this morning that he can come here into your home. I appreciate you letting me come into your home. And I would like to hear from you. Tell me that you're listening and uh, pray for me. Will you do that? My only purpose is to see you saved if you're not saved. Get out the gospel to a lost and dying world. The scriptures tell us, go ye into all the ends of the earth and preach the gospel. And that's what we're doing over the internet, over the radio. So we would, if you would pray for us and let us hear from you. And remember, our mailing address is Radio Missions or the Old Trailblazer. Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And uh, pray for me. Will you do that? Come by and see me here at the bookstore in Walker, if you will, on Highway 190. 9559 Florida Boulevard. I'm here almost every morning about 6 o'clock. And uh, pray for him, if you will. Thank you. May the Lord's richest blessings rest upon you. Goodbye, and God bless you.